Well, Father, I think that for this bonus episode, maybe what we could do, and uh, we do know that there's people waiting <laughs> waiting on you <laughs> to hear confessions down the streets. <laughs> but you got to tell them you're just with 7, the Beatitudes. Just 7,000. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. General absolute? <laughs> no, hey, never. If, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you showed up there and passed out Beatitude stickers and say, I'll do it this for penance. Is, <laughs> just at the end. Go listen. Go. go listen. <laughs> go listen. Uh, your penance, subscribe and listen to three episodes. <laughs> like, comment, and share. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the fun bonus episode of the Beata Dudes. I am your host, Paul Kolker, joined as always by my co-host, Jeff Scheffelbein. That's me, everybody! And Nick Besner. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> we clearly <laughs> rehearsed all of this. Uh, welcome. We're, we're joined again by Father Edwin Leonard. We had a blast with him on the previous episode. Um, we, we finished on a wonderful note, quite literally, with him, <laughs> no, with him <laughs> singing... <laughs> Seeing some Taylor Swift, so go back and watch that if you haven't already. But but today we're diving right in. I think we're gonna we're gonna get into a game first, just to kind of warm everybody up. So once again, though, this is Father Edwin Leonard, pastor of St. Anne's, and I actually grew up with him. We go way back. Um, you can catch that on the previous episode. But now we're gonna see where his improv Saint skills. St. Anne's, the Vatican of the West, is what I've heard. <laughs> the Greater Capo area of the Greater Capo. Vatican of the Greater Capo. <laughs> Oh, put that on a T-shirt. That's fantastic. Trouble. Yeah. Someone's going to hear this from the chancery. Just blame <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, just those beatitudes. It's it's our characters. <laughs> That's this it. This is not really us. But so, Nick, what are we what are we playing here? Oh, to yeah, dive this, right in? Uh, this game is blessed are the joke makers, for they shall inherit the fifty-seven points. Ooh, 57. Oh, 57. Okay, now how does this work? All right, so how this works? We got a character card and the Catholic card game card, and so as the character that it tells us. We have to answer the Catholic card game question or fill in the blank, whatever it is. As Taylor Swift, sing like you're a <laughs> young priest. Is that one? That uh, Well, we tried that one. Oh, in the last episode. In the last that episode. Did, yeah, it was actually, I think that's an instant classic. You want to talk about reels and ticks and talks, that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking the lingo. All right, here we go. So our character card is, as a pageant winner, mm. I am guilty of blank. As a pageant winner, I'm guilty of being the biggest Taylor Swift fan ever. <laughs> I think you went first, so you wouldn't have to like endure the rest of them. You just got to go for it. You just got to go for it, and you don't want to follow Paul. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank, I'll take that. Thank you. Father, you get to play. Yeah. You don't have to. There's no thing forcing you, but it is kind of your duty. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking. As a pageant winner, I am guilty of causing world strife so that I can vote for moral world peace. As a pageant winner, I'm guilty of going on too many dates and staying up too late, but I just shake it off. <laughs> I'm trying to place that accent. That was something special. <laughs> if you watch enough reality TV, they all have something special in that accent. That's for sure. Touche. <laughs> You looked like a statue of Father Edwin. <laughs> I am so bad at improv. <laughs> you could literally just vote for us and we would be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. If you want to just vote, that's cool. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with Jeff. All right. All right. Some uh, points. Good. 57 points. 57 points to I've Jeff. I've quadrupled my yearly total with one, 
One win. Well, hit the applause button for yourself, for goodness sake. You know what I'm going to hit? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this track even come from? You know, I went to... You know, I went to Brazil. <laughs> it's, it's for his personal video oh, collection. Okay. Oh, I'm so cool fishing God. in Brazil. Here's <laughs> the intro. <laughs> People were casting lines and fishing all day, and I was dancing. <laughs> You're finding snakes. Taking and, off your shirt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was shirtless. A lot. A lot. The yeah. natives. Wow. They were very into uh, Yeah. I don't know what. I don't even know what dance I just did. It was like a mix between Donkey Kong and... Uh, Donkey something. So, anyways, <laughs> that's a great segue. If anybody would like to ask Father about his vocation story, speaking yeah. of Donkey Kong, there you go. Yeah, tell us. We hear that your vocation story is a barrel of laughs with there. a with a lot of jumping as you went uphill. Yes, ju- yes, jumping over the barrel. So yes. my vocation story. Oh. For those of you who don't know, I actually grew up at the parish that I am currently the pastor of. And so um, I remember being, my family was not very religious when we were, I mean, we went to church on Sunday, but that was about it. And then in about high school, they started this life team youth program and I went to it for the first night. And there were a couple juniors and seniors when I was a freshman that were talking about Jesus. They were not eloquent and they just shared the gospel message that Jesus Christ, that we were dead in our sins and Jesus Christ died for us so that we could live forever with him if we choose to follow him and my heart was just on fire for it it was just burning um for um the way that they were talking about jesus when they talked about jesus they talked about him like he was their friend like he they knew him like they had a relationship with him when i talked about jesus i talked about him like he was in a book uh, you know like a history book a long time ago and so i just wanted that personal relationship as a freshman i was like terrified and i went up to them and i asked them how did you develop that relationship with jesus and they said we just started to pray every day so I started to pray every day, and that was the beginning of my vocation story. Um, and I, you know, w- went to college, and I had a relationship with the Lord, and I met these missionaries. They take two years off of, or a year or two off of college, and they went and taught people about Jesus. And there was that fire in my heart again, and I didn't know it then, but I know it now that it was the Holy Spirit. And I just took a step in that direction towards where my heart was just yearning for, and I went and did two years of mission work, and I loved it. Uh, and the Lord was just so good to me. Um, I had always thought I could never be a priest, um, but after those two years of mission work, it was the first time that I stopped telling God what he couldn't do, and I asked him what he wanted to do in my life, and it just made all the difference. Now, I was still dumb and slow, and I kept dating, and it took me another three years to get to seminary, um, even after I knew um, where he wanted me to go. But I eventually went to Franciscan University of Steubenville, started my seminary education there, and then went to St. Mary's in Houston. I've been a priest for 11 years now. It's incredible. And during part of this time after being ordained a priest, you also got to play a role helping with vocations. Loved it. Talk about that role. Like, what does that entail and what were you seeing? And even if somebody's listening and maybe it's on their heart to discern, I would love to just share what you experienced kind of on the front row of of discernment. So I was blessed to be able to have seven years in the vocation office, being able to walk with young men to help them to discern, to help them to just navigate through this culture and um, the different fears that they encounter along the way. I would say that the number one fear that men experience when they like start to think about the priesthood is their own personal unworthiness. Mm. Um, and that is one of the things that the evil one just continues um, to, to bring to their heart. And, and here's the thing. That's true. 
right? The evil <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the evil one lies by telling the truth often. You are unworthy of this. Mm. It is a gift uh, that the Lord would call you to this. And so I got to walk with them. Um, after the evil one himself, my greatest enemy as vocation director were parents um, because they had this idea of what success in life was. Mm. And their idea of success was being, you know, getting good grades in high school, going to a good college, then getting a good job, then making money, then having a family. Make me look good on Instagram. Make, make me look good on Instagram. <laughs> and so when their kids would start to say, hey, I really think that the Lord, there's a, there's a fire in my heart to go and pursue this, they would say, why don't you, why don't you just ignore that for a little bit? and go to college and then they get done with college and you're like that's it's still there like well why don't you like go get a job first and then and they get a job and they're like it's still there and they're like well, why, don't why don't you buy a house why, and a why car don't you get married why don't you get married and have a couple kids and just see, <laughs> how, you see how you feel you <laughs> do so, look good on instagram though, <laughs> thank you I, yeah, my parents love it they don't have instagram um, <laughs> saint Anne's catholic church Paris. no what is our instagram thank you yes um something like saint saint Parish. Parish. there you go thank yeah. you Good job. Thank you. Well, well, that's actually a funny point that you make, Nick, because <laughs> yeah. if I'm being really, like, not jokingly honest there, you do make your mom look good. You are a Christ-loving, reverent, um, yes-and priest that is causing people to— the Holy Spirit's working through you to cause people to come to Jesus Christ, and that church is so alive that every time I bring somebody by St. Anne or I watch somebody else bring a visitor from their life— you show up. It's you aren't going through the motions. You are truly in the holy sacrifice of the mass, and people can feel that, and that causes this moment where, at Saint Anne, you actually feel weird if you're not singing. Does that make sense? Like yes. that's my kind of litmus test. If you the, look around, the peer and you're pressure like, is the other direction. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, being a priest is fantastic. I remember when I was getting ordained, I thought to myself, you know, there's that great line from Mark 10 where it says, where Jesus says, um, "I came to serve, not to be served." And that, that moment, I was always like, I'm going to serve the people of God. I'm going to be like Christ. Um, but the truth is, is that as I've like grown in my priesthood over the last 11 years, the person that the Lord is most blessed is me, right? My own priesthood, wow. my vocation is how the Lord has made sinful Edwin um, less sinful, right? Yeah. He has progressed me on the pathway of holiness and like, you know, knocked off the rough edges of my own selfishness and through this ministry. And so it is a, an equal gift to me. If I had to say advice to just like the men and the women that may be uh, discerning consecrated life or to the priesthood, a lot of times like entering into seminary is not, you know, getting ordained. Paul is a great example. Like he went, he discerned, um, found out it wasn't for him. Yeah. So like you can take that step in active discernment and not have to be sure yet where it ends. Yeah. Um, and that is very freeing. And so if I were to give anyone like a first step to do, fall in love with the Lord, mm. fall in love with everything he does, um, with the church, with the Eucharist, with mass, with his sacraments, love baptism, love anointing of the sick, love the sacrament of marriage, love the sacrament of holy orders, fall in love with all of God's works. And then when he calls you to one, you are not going to be fearful because you already love what he is calling you towards. Father, I feel like we should just say that too. All people, because what you just yeah, described is like the greatest way to be a, f <laughs> yeah. a husband, a father, a professional in whatever field you're in. Fall in love with Christ. Fall in love with this church. Keep going deeper. Yeah, I, my dad has a saying along these lines where it's like, you can't love what you don't know. 
and you can't know something if you don't spend time with it. Mm. So you got to spend time. I love it. Start there. Well, Father, I think that for this bonus episode, maybe what we could do, and uh, we do know that there's people waiting <laughs> waiting on you <laughs> to hear confessions down the streets. <laughs> but you got to tell them you're with 7, the Beatitudes. Just 7,000. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. General absolute? <laughs> no, hey, never. If, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you showed up there and passed out Beatitude stickers and say- I'll do it this for penance. <laughs> just at the end. Go listen. Go. go listen. <laughs> go listen. Uh, your penance, subscribe and listen to three episodes. <laughs> like, comment, and share. <laughs> for some of the people, it would be. It would be a penance. <laughs> I've already heard from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but what I was going to seriously ask, and as I'm laughing through my Mickey Mouse voice, is could you actually lead us in a prayer for vocations, for those families that are trying to uh, to embrace or grapple with the potential of their own children seeking this uh, this path? And I guess even for, I just say priest in general, because I know it's not the easiest or the, the, um, the simplest path, because I think there's probably loneliness and big decisions that have to be made and not a lot of peers to, uh, to journey with. So it's really a vocational prayer, but throw in whatever you want. And uh, after that, we'll close out the show. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord God Almighty, we just bring to you all of those that are listening, all of those within our lives that are discerning, uh, whatever they are discerning, Lord, that they may know that you have a perfect will for them, that you have a plan for them, a plan for their welfare, not for woe, a plan for a future full of hope, and that this plan uh, that you have, um, you care about it more than they ever care about it. Uh, and as much as we want to follow after you, Lord, we know that we see in a mirror dimly. May you just strengthen the desire to follow you in every step of the way. Um, I pray for their clarity in the next steps that they are meant to take, but not just clarity, Lord. I want you to give them an equal measure of boldness and trust and courage that when you are clear and when their heart burns, that they may be able to step in that direction. Lord, um, there are so many times where we um, just pray for an open door or a shut door. I ask that we just may um, notice what is the desire in our heart and that even if it seems impossible, Lord, even if it seems like we are unworthy or there's everything blocking us, that if you are calling us, Lord, we know that you are a God that kicks down doors, that you uh, defeated death itself, that the door to the, the stone of the temple was rolled away, Lord, and that you may make possible your placing upon these young men and women's heart as they continue to discern I ask that you be with parents, that they may be the best of teachers and word and indeed an example of discipleship, that they may want their children um, most of all to be holy, to be saints, even if that means that they are not successful in the eyes of the world, even if that means um, that they do not reach all of the benchmarks that they hope, Lord, that they are saints, Lord, and they are with you forever. We rejoice in that. God, our Father, we entrust our lives to you. We give you everything. As we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll Amen. see you in the Eucharist. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube.
We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.